Welcome to your favorite podcast, Cosmic Queen. Get ready to discover soulful selling and marketing strategies. Learn how to stop overthinking everything by reprogramming your subconscious mind. And finally, level up your business, your income, and your success. Yes, girl, it is all happening right now. So grab your earbuds, light up your manifestation candle. It is time to hack the quantum field, create success that defies logic, and let out your inner alpha. Let's go ahead and get started. Hello and welcome. Today we will be talking about something that so many of you guys love to discuss which is human design and more specifically human design and business. So for me personally, by far, one of the things that changed not just my life, but also my business the most was human design. If you're not familiar with human design, it's this holistic self-knowledge system that was channeled by Ra Uruhu. And it's a mix of astrology, the I Ching, Kabbalah and Vedic philosophy. Now, it's funny because all of these things on their own were never things that happened to pique my curiosity one way or another. And then somehow they all came together into this system that I just have loved ever since I first discovered it back in 2019. So it's been over three years now of studying human design. I've done programs. I have researched so much. I have been working with a human design coach for, I want to say, over a year now. And, and it's just so fascinating to me. I run my business according to my human design. I run my life according to my human design. I parent according to human design. I bring human design into my marriage, all of my relationships. And it's just so, so helpful because the beauty of human design is that it doesn't just help you understand you. It also helps you understand other people. So whether those people are your partner or your friends or your children, or your clients or prospective clients, the people in your audience. It's so incredibly helpful and it will help you become such a more caring person. When I think of human design, my favorite thing about it is how beautiful I can see the world becoming when we understand how different we really are at the end of the day. When we understand other people and why they respond certain ways to things that we might not So the idea is basically that you're born with this energetic blueprint of who you are and what your identity is. And that little blueprint can look so funky because it's these little shapes connected by lines and on either side are a bunch of numbers and decimals and symbols. And it's all very, very confusing. But the more that you get to know it and the more you understand it, the more you see what a wealth of information there is in there. And so the place to start is always just understanding the energy types. In human design, there are five different energy types, four depending on whether you group generators and manifesting generators together or separate. But for today, we'll talk about five because I'm a pure generator and I see myself as totally different from manifesting generators. So we'll talk about them as two separate types. So the first type is manifestors. And traditionally, we have been living in a manifester world. When we talk about manifester, you can think power. They are the ones that they decide what we are going to do, and we do it. When we think of the rulers in the past, it was strong manifester energy. It was this idea that they inform, they tell us what to do, 
and then they initiate. They decide how things are going to be. They decide what is done. What sets manifestors apart is that they have a motor center connected directly to the throat center in the blueprint. And what that allows them to do is have a unique ability to move their energy into action or to manifest, essentially. If we want to use the more proper term, they have a unique ability to get shit done. And if you've known a manifestor, you know what I'm talking about. They've got kind of a closed aura. They are not here to be the friendly connectors. That's up to us generators. Manifestors, they are take charge. They're going to tell it like it is. They've got a strong way of communicating. And they are the kind of person that when they say, I'm doing this, they do it. Next up is generators, which is me. I am a pure generator. And generators, when we group in generators and manifesting generators, we are 70% of the population. So most of us fall into this camp. And the generator strategy is to wait and respond. Unlike manifestors, we do not have this connection from the motor center to our throat center. So we are not here to manifest in the same way that manifestors are. We're not here to just make things happen. And for so many generators, this rings so true. We have that strong initiating trauma. What I see a lot with generators is we all have memories of parties. We have party anxiety sometimes. Why? Because it's like you're little and you're taught that you're supposed to plan a party and invite people and the party happens and people come. And for generators, it does not work out that way, right? So the first experience that you usually have as a generator is party trauma. Some party that you had where you were like, oh my gosh, are people going to come? People didn't come. You worry, what does this mean? And we carry that on into our lives. So I also see generators who struggle a lot when it comes to finding a job because we're taught, you know, you're just supposed to put your resume out there. You're just supposed to get yourself hired. What do you mean? This is hard. And for 70% of the population, that just doesn't work. That's not how we're supposed to act, right? We are not supposed to be pushing out resumes or applying for jobs. We're supposed to be letting the opportunities come to us and responding. So what does wait and respond look like? It looks like you deciding what it is that you want. So you might decide, I want a job. And then you wait a little bit. You let the opportunities come to you. You let someone say, friend of mine is hiring. Is this something that you might be interested in? Oh, hey, an old boss calls you and says, we're opening up this position that was just like your old position. Do you want that position? And suddenly all these opportunities come to you and then it's up to us to say yes or no, depending on our authority, which we'll talk about later as well. And so the biggest thing too with generators is that we have a defined sacral center and that sacral center is our energy center. So generators, manifesting generators, we've got a lot of energy. We've got a little bit of that go, go, go thing going. But I mention this, first of all, because it's very triggering for manifestors and projectors and reflectors who do not have this defined sacral. They tend to really be a little bit jealous of the innate energy that we have as generators and manifesting generators. But I also mention this because we are in a world where we talk so much about burnout. And it's really interesting to me that from a human design perspective, 70% of our population is actually not designed to burn out in the way that we traditionally think of burnout. It is not an energy burnout for us. We don't get depleted. We don't get exhausted in the same way. What happens is we get sacral burnout. So things don't feel fun. We are not lit up. And I think that there's so much conversation about burnout 
and we talk about it, oh, we're doing too much. And it's actually not that we're doing too much for most of us. What it actually is, is that we're doing too much of the wrong things. We're doing things that don't light us up, that are not related to our purpose, that are not fun for us. And that's how that burnout shows up. So it's not necessarily that we're exhausted. That's why we sleep and we do these things and we try to recharge and we just can't. And it's because we're doing the wrong things at the end of the day. We're doing things that are unaligned with us that don't bring us joy. And as a generator, the most powerful thing that you can do is follow that joy. Like what I said about the manifestors having the closed auras that are a little bit more repellent, we are the opposite. Generators have that open, warm, inviting aura. When we are having fun, when we are living according to our human design, we are super magnetic and sparkly and the most incredible opportunities come our way. Now, manifesting generators are very similar. They also have that closed sacral center. They also have a lot of energy. But for manifesting generators, it looks a little bit different. Their strategy is also to wait and respond, but in a slightly different way. Manifesting generators can kind of dip their toe in the water, and they tend to have more success with that than generators do because they've got a little bit of the manifestor initiation thing as well. So for manifesting generators, the main thing is they've got a lot of interests. Manifesting generators are going a mile a minute. You are here to skip steps. You are here to leap timelines. I always say it's an MG's world and we are just living in it because these days it really, really is. But for MG's, the thing that comes up is a lot of conditioning around that, a belief that it's not okay to be that way, that we're supposed to be focused and pick one thing a lot of MGs have been raised to believe that they have ADD or ADHD because they just cannot seem to focus on one thing. They're just always leaping from one thing to another. My oldest son is an MG and I always joke about it because by the time that he asks me, you know, he wakes up and it's like, can you make me waffles? And by the time that I grab the waffle mix, he's like, can you play this game with me? And then I'm like, wait, hold on, I'm making the waffles. And he's like, okay, I'm going to turn on the TV. Can we watch a movie? And, and by the time that I have grabbed a waffle mix, he has asked me to do five different things. He's already five steps ahead of me. But that's MGs. So when I coach MGs and when I work with them, the most important thing is to really figure out how can you bring all the different sides of you, all of your interests, how can you create a business for yourself that is super expansive? that's going to allow you to grow into it? How can you not force yourself to be hunkered down with steps and step-by-step -step instructions? How can you give yourself the freedom to leap from thing to thing in a way that still serves your business at the end of the day? And if it's not in your business, make sure that you're bringing that into your life. That even if you have a really simple, clear business, that you're allowing yourself to have lots of different interests that bring you joy in your everyday life so that you can honor that part of you that wants to be that way. The next type is projectors. And so projectors are 20% of the population and projectors are the new world leaders. They are the new leaders of the new paradigm. If it used to be a manifestor's world, now it is a projector's world. To give you an idea, Barack Obama was, is a projector. So that's kind of that new leader, right? Really penetrating, a good guide, less about power and more about showing what is possible for the world, guiding the world towards a vision that they have for it. For projectors, the strategy is to wait for the invitation. And this is probably 
the thing that protectors like to hear the least. That, in addition to the fact that they do not have the close sacral, so they don't have as much energy as they would like to have. People say that protectors should only be working for four hours a day. And most protectors do not want to hear that, to hear that they are not here to work the 40-hour work week, that they are not here to initiate and take charge, that they have to take a seat back and wait for the invitation. My advice for protectors is always don't overthink this. When it comes to waiting for the invitation, I see a lot of people who wait and wait and wait and wait. And really waiting for the invitation is more about you not trying to insert yourself and give your opinion before it's been asked for, because that's always the point of contention for protectors. For them, the hardest thing is always seeing so clearly what it is that needs to be done, because protectors are ultimately here to guide and share their opinion and really be able to see that bigger picture and guide everybody towards it. And so to see that so clearly, offer their opinion and then have it fall on deaf ears because there was no invitation. So for projectors, the most important thing is allowing you to see yourself, to value yourself and your opinions, to trust that you can wait, that the invitation will come that you will be invited to share, that you will be recognized for all the incredible things that you have to offer, and just to wait patiently and not insert yourself too soon and waste that opportunity. And then finally, the fifth type is reflectors, and reflectors are 1% of the population, so there are very, very few of them. And reflectors are really here to be kind of the litmus test of society. They have all open centers, So they've got this really interesting thing where they've got a reflective aura. They might come off as a little bit closed off, but they're also incredibly deep and incredibly caring. So if you've ever known a reflector, it might be a little bit confusing. They're usually very misread because they are kind of come off as closed off, but then they are also some of the deepest, kindest people that you'll ever meet. So they've got all their centers open. They're very, very aware and attuned to the feelings of others. They're the ones that are kind of here to tell us this is working, this is not working, to kind of help gauge the community. So when it comes to business and the different types, I always love to give a sandwich shop analogy, right? So I always like to talk about how if you wanted to open up a sandwich shop, how you would do it according to your type. So if you were a manifester and you wanted to open up a sandwich shop, what you would do is you would lease out a spot, you would slap on a sign that says manifestors uh, subs, come check them out. You would tell people when it was open, you would hand out flyers, you would hire people to do the work for you because you've got that limited manifestor energy. And then people would just come and they would buy your sandwiches and it would work out right? When it comes to businesses, manifestors have an easy time as long as they can manage their energy and manage the fact that they don't have that generator unlimited resource of energy. So back to the sandwich shop analogy, if you were a generator and you were starting a sandwich shop as a generator, what you would do is you would decide that you want to open up a sandwich shop. You would think about it and say, is this something that I really want to do? Yes. Okay. Then you would wait. And what would happen is as you wait, as hard as it might feel at first, you would notice that all the right opportunities start coming your way. So someone might come and say, my lease is up for this space and I think it would be so fantastic for a sandwich shop. And I remembered 
that you love making sandwiches. Do you want to take over the lease for me? And then you would lean into your authority and you would make a decision. Do I want to do this or not? Someone might come and say, I'm thinking of opening up a stationary shop. Is that something that you would be interested in? And then you would think to yourself, wow, I really thought that I wanted a sandwich shop. But it turns out that that was just kind of a stepping stone of revealing to me that I actually want to have a stationary shop. So yes, I do want to open up a stationary shop. Thank you so much. Or you would say no and then realize, no, my passion is actually making sandwiches and I'm going to wait around for the opportunity for that to come. Or someone might reach out to you and say, I know somebody who's looking for a partner in a sandwich shop. Is that something that you would be interested in? I'm looking to invest in a sandwich shop. Could that be your sandwich shop? Anything along those lines, right? The opportunity is going to come up, is going to come to you. And then it's up to you to say yes or no and decide which opportunity you actually want to go for. And when we are generators, that's the best place to be running our lives and businesses from. Just allowing the opportunities to come to us and saying yes or no, not feeling like we're totally dependent on making this happen for ourselves. I remember when I was applying for jobs, I was like, I cannot just accept the opportunities that come my way. I must create something new from scratch and same thing in my business. And when I started leaning back and allowing the opportunities to come to me, I realized that they had been flying my way the whole time, that I was being invited on podcasts, that I had all these friends that were like, oh, I want to bring you as a guest into my group. All these people that had been, I have a great contact that I can set you up with for this job. And I had always been like, no, that's not the way that these things go. I need to make it hard. So being a generator is so much about also just accepting ease. As a manifesting generator, same thing. You're going to want to decide and then wait and respond. But it's a little bit different because you get to dip your toes in the water, remember. So for a manifesting generator, it might look like, okay, I want to open up a sandwich shop. I'm going to wait for the opportunity to come to me. In the meantime, maybe I'll rent out a little space and do a pop-up sandwich shop day and tell my closest friends and see what happens, see if I actually enjoy this. I might start working on a sandwich recipe book because that feels really fun to me. I might do all these little things that are going to dip my toes into the sandwich shop world and let's see how they work out and see if I enjoy it and see if I like it. And then, same as generators, the opportunities tend to come. So you might find that someone comes up to you with a lease that's open or someone has been looking to invest in a sandwich shop, someone has been looking for a co-investor, whatever the case may be. And again, remember that for manifesting generators, it's really allowing yourself to skip those steps. So whereas a generator might more methodically wait and wait for the right opportunity and do this, for a manifesting generator, once it clicks for you and once it's going to happen, it's okay for it to happen fast, right? You can get your sandwich shop and it doesn't need to be perfectly prepared. You can let people into a half-painted space if your sandwiches are delicious enough. It does not need to be perfect. Let go of that need and that expectation. Now for projectors, it's about waiting for that invitation. And this is so frustrating for projectors because you're sitting there. I know that not only do I have the best sandwiches, but I have the business acumen to make this the best sandwich shop ever. I know exactly what every other sandwich shop is doing wrong. And I know what they need to do to fix it, but nobody has been inviting me to help them do that. So for projectors, it's really taking a step back. And the projectors that I know, they do best when they accept that their role 
is to broadcast. So for projectors, what works really, really well is social media. Projectors do fantastic on social media, especially when they can take a step back and detach from the results of it and just allow themselves the joy of just broadcasting their thoughts and broadcasting what they think. So for a projector, they might start an IGTV that's all making different sandwiches and just attract so many followers from there. And then have someone reach out who's looking for a sandwich shop consultant and be like, you seem to know a lot about sandwiches. And I, I have not had much luck with my sandwich shop. I would love to hire you to help guide me in growing my sandwich business. Or they might have someone who says, oh my gosh, I just love your sandwiches. I am looking to create a recipe book. I would love to feature your recipes and showcase them. Or someone who has been looking to open up a sandwich shop and has been looking for someone to kind of run it and be the CEO and take over the creative direction. And now as a projector, you've found yourself in like projector heaven where you have been recognized, you have been invited, everything is working and flowing the way that it should. And for reflectors, really, it's about realizing every single sandwich shop that I've been in has had the wrong energy. The sandwich shop is hustling too much. Sandwiches are changing and I'm here to really be the litmus test for that change. Or the opposite, right? Sandwich shops are really have got it figured out. They really know what they're doing. Everything is going so incredibly well. And I basically give my energetic stamp of approval on this. So it's really fascinating. You can see how different it is to run your business according to the types. And you can see why for so many of us, we've been led to believe that things have to be so much harder than they are just because we've really been taught this one way of doing things. That's the manifester way. This something needs to get it done and we get it done. And for so many of us, that's actually not how we're designed to work at all. So human design is the most fantastic tool in understanding other people and understanding yourself and figuring out how your business wants to be run, how you're here to run it, who you're here to be, and really just bringing a new level of self-awareness, not just to ourselves, but to the world. If you loved this episode, I guarantee you are going to love hanging out with me. So come over to my Facebook group, ready for more, change your thoughts, transform your life, and let's keep this party going.